Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things geek culture. We cover movies, TV shows, and everything else in between. I am your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and of course tonight I am joined by my good friends, Anthony Amato, we like to call him Shimato, and of course, the one and only Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy. Guys, how we doing tonight? Doing great, man. It's been uh, it's been a nice week. Uh, I'm getting ready to go on vacation. Yeah, and, you got vacation uh, next week, so tell us what you're doing. Yep. Uh, absolutely nothing now because of COVID. So, oh. Yeah, supposed to go to California, <laughs> but uh, we just decided not to travel. We're not going to get to do anything anything fun in California because everything's shutting down. So you're supposed to go back to the homeland? Yeah, back to the homeland, uh, the place of uh, my birth, yeah. and uh, <laughs> visit with some family, go to the beaches and everything, mm-hmm. but it uh, looks like uh, Corona probably put a damper on that. I'm so. sorry, man. That probably really is a good a idea. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I so mean, I'll stick around here, uh, do a staycation. Yeah. Okay, nice. so what, are you going to binge watch some, what are you going to do? What do you got planned? Uh, you know, just hanging out with the family, with the kids, probably go to a pool somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, just soak up the sun. and Do uh, some do, day trips? Day trips, uh, probably binge a lot of TV too as well. Yeah. So, yeah, lots okay. of interesting stuff that just dropped yeah. on Netflix I'm looking forward to getting into. So. Yeah, good deal. Anthony, how you doing, brother? Yeah, doing well, doing well, you know, um, you know. Getting you set up to start a new job relatively soon, so that'll be oh, an exciting yeah. experience Congrats. for me. Uh, and it'll make it a lot easier to do this podcast every week. So that'll be that'll be good. Um, so you know, a lot of things looking up and looking in the right direction. So you know, really excited about the uh, near future. Good deal, man. Yeah, yeah that, you're gonna have to let me awesome. know uh, how life outside of retail is. I know it's ridiculous. Like I, I cannot get my head around the fact that I'll actually have weekends off. Like that is a foreign concept to me. Yeah, yeah, dude, you're gonna you're gonna be in heaven, man. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. What about uh, you, T Roll? What's going on? Yeah, here? what's going on with me? Uh, just kidding. There's really not much happening, man. <laughs> you know, the big thing is. It's funny. I wonder how many people are going to listen to that, which is like seven. But I wonder how many people are going to listen to that and be like, "What's going on over there?" Um, yeah, that's r- real great podcast listening mm-hmm. right there. That's right. If anything, they sh- if they should hear all the uh, cuts we are going to make on the on the edit for some of the mistakes we already had on this recording, as in as I should say, my mistakes. But now, what's new with me? You know, me and my wife are looking f- to purchase a home, and we've done a lot of visiting different homes, and we just we yep. still haven't found the one. You know, yeah. So we don't want to rush into something. I've gotten a lot of. I feel like I've gotten a lot of pressure. Just different voices telling me that I'm too picky. Yeah. Uh, but we just haven't found the one yet, you know. And yep. I don't, I don't want to rush into something that we're not going to love. Yeah. You know, when you get there, you know, you you'll know, and you know, you'll get there, and, and you then I'll know when you like it. Yeah. You know. When, when you, you know, you know. When you, you know, you know, and you know. Yeah. But I wonder, do I know if I know that I don't know, but I might know. Yeah, I think you know. Okay, yeah. I don't really know. Just but remember to put a ring on it once you like it. Hey, when you one, like it, you got to put a ring on one it. One thing I do know is we got some news to cover. So, uh, Justin, how about you hit us with your? You you got some news for us tonight, don't you? Yeah. So earlier this week, Netflix dropped the season two trailer for Umbrella Academy. So okay, for those yes. of you out here, which is out a there, very, very uh, well received uh, series so far, right? Yes, season one. Yes, Umbrella Academy, based on a graphic novel. Uh, it season one. Uh, I've, I'm personally, I feel like it came out of nowhere, and when I start, first started watching it, I was gr- I was captivated. It was a very interesting yeah. show. Lots of twists and turns. Uh, very great uh, concept. Uh, a bunch of young uh, people with powers. Uh, where have we seen that before? Oh, wait, everywhere, uh, everywhere we turn in today's <laughs> yeah, society. <that's> right. <laughs> but no, they do a really interesting take on it, and uh, I really en- enjoyed season one, and then the season two trailer. It just was. It, it looked like a whole bunch of stuff coming at you at once. Lots of action, lots of uh, comedy. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm looking forward to season two, um, Bre- Umbrella Academy season one. Like, was a very, very uh, pleasant viewing experience, and it definitely caught me by surprise. And it's probably one of my Sweet. one of my favorite. Uh, Shows Wait, on when Netflix. Is it, when does it come out? Uh, July thirty first. Yeah. Oh, so after your vacation, your staycation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is a bummer. Yeah, it's it's all right. I'll still. But that would have been perfect it. timing. It would have been perfect timing. Yes, absolutely. Oh, but that's uh, a yeah, definitely recommend watching Umbrella Academy for sure. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Good deal. Uh, well, Anthony, you got anything for us? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, uh, so it was just announced that. Uh, John Mulaney, who is a um, one of my favorite stand-up comedians, is he's just he's a phenomenal stand-up, and he's 
uh, been a writer on multiple shows. Uh, he was on SNL for a while and um, you know, a couple other things as well. Um, Spider-Ham and Enter the Spider-Verse. Yes, he is Spider-Ham and Enter the – or Into the Spider-Verse. Um, he had a special called The Sack Lunch Bunch uh, that was recently um, released. Actually, well, back not too recently, back in December. Uh, but it was, it was a very weird um, take on the um, whole, like uh, – encore type of uh, or ensemble cast of kids who would do like almost um kid shows and do weird kind of weird things with it but it was done in a very like it was melding the adult and the child universe together uh so it was was a very weird like kind of off the wall type of thing um and apparently it was liked well enough to where comedy central picked it up for two more specials so it's going to be really interesting. It has, you know, just like it's just very off the wall type of um, type of comedy. A lot of songs in it um, performed by these children with some like just some ridiculous points of uh, points of view. Like one of them is called Grandma's Boyfriend Paul, which is all about this kid singing about his grandmother having uh, having a, a boyfriend uh, who is just this older gentleman after uh, her. Her first husband had died, and how their family re- reacts to this man. So it's very like it's real stuff, but it's also very like it's very oddly done. And uh, another one is called "I saw I saw a white lady standing on the street sobbing," and I and I think about it once a week, which is just like a really just weird and off the wall type of topic that they're singing about. So and awkward moments in life, yes. pretty much. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with, like, awkward moments in life and just, like, the way – seeing, like, weird things happen through these points of view of children lots of times. So it, it's just very oddly done, and it's, you know, it, it's just – it's very odd humor, which is kind of kind of my That's your in thing. a lot of ways. Yeah, yes. odd humor. Yes. Awesome. So – uh, and you said you could see that on Comedy Central. Um, the original one was on Netflix, but the ones can be picked up. It's gonna be two specials that are picked up by Comedy Central, actually. Oh wow! Yes, That's big time. Yeah, yeah, moving up. That's big time. Uh, so I got a little bit of news as well. Um, so a little bit of sad news actually, and this I think this was revealed last week. So this isn't like breaking news. Um, you know, the Royal Geek Podcast is not the place for breaking news per se, but. Not yet, at least. But, Most podcasts aren't. Yeah, but um, we were actually planning later this month to do a viewing and a review of a pretty awesome movie. I, I anticipate it's going to be an awesome movie, uh, a Chris, the next Christopher Nolan epic, Tenant, and it was supposed to come out in July on July thirty first, and then now it has been moved back for a second time. So this it was moved back to July 31st, and now it's moved back again to August 12th. Um, disappointing, man. I'm very yeah. disappointing. But th- I understand that Yeah, I mean, it's, well. yeah. it's just unfortunate. Again, th- the entire world is, well, I shouldn't say the entire world. A lot of the world is kind of getting over COVID-19, uh, but that's beside the point. Um, but, um, yeah, because of the current pandemic, uh, they have moved that back. And, and I understand why they did. If, if nothing else, even if they don't give a rip about people's safety, just money wise, I mean, it's yeah. very smart to move yeah, it back. Talking, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they want to make a, a big buck. That's what yeah, they want to do. And I don't blame them. Yeah. I, I don't blame them at all. Because honestly, if it's a great film, which I anticipate it will be, yeah. I'll probably see it a couple times in theaters. I know, Justin, now I know you will. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I got the Regal Pass, so I can go pretty much go see it anytime I want. Yeah. So. Well, why don't you just throw that in our faces, huh? That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Whatever, yeah. dude. And but, with the whole, like, uh, Christopher Nolan thing, you know, he's always messing with your mind a little bit, and there's always little things that it's you always take need to go back and see. It's going to take several viewings to truly understand. Yeah, so, for like, sure. a couple of viewings is kind of necessary for a movie like that. Yeah, and we're going to we're gonna see it once, maybe twice, before we review it, if it ever comes out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, but, yeah, so that's my, uh, that's disappointing, but we'll we'll have to wait a little longer, so... Speaking of epic movies, uh, today's main spotlight, again, every week on the Royal Geek Podcast, we give you guys some news. We also like to highlight one specific thing, whether it's a review of a particular movie or maybe a TV series. Or in this case, we like to do some kind of rankings. We've done top five sports video games before. We actually did our top uh, three um, Pixar movies in the past Tonight, we're going to do something near and dear to our hearts. We're going to be talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but we're not talking 
our favorite movies. We're not talking our favorite Avengers. We're actually we're going we're doing a deep dive. We are actually going to be talking about our favorite supporting role characters. Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down a little further. Um, now, when you think of a supporting role character in the MCU, you might think of a name like Nick Fury or maybe the Falcon. Okay, you might think of like a kind of a second level Avenger, not necessarily Iron Man, not necessarily Black Panther, not necessarily Doctor Strange, you know, not necessarily someone who has their own movie. But maybe you might think of the Vision or you might think of um, Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch. There you go. You might think of several different characters like that. So a lot of those characters are actually not eligible for this discussion. We made up our own list of people who don't qualify. And the way that we broke it down is basically if they were if they are a top build character, which which I learned means basically are they on the poster? <laughs> like is that particular actor or actress or the actual like is their name at the top of the poster or the top of the the cover on the Blu-ray uh, set, uh, disc set? You know, um, so and that that actually makes it quite challenging. Yeah. So let's kind of throw out some names of characters before we start who. Our listeners might actually think would qualify for this, but actually they they don't. So let's just throw out a couple of them that would be maybe a little bit of a surprise. You got any that come to mind here? Uh, someone who wouldn't qualify, like Pepper. Pepper Potts. Yeah, there yes. you go. We'd see yeah, her as go. a potential side character. That's yeah. a perfect one, actually. Yeah. That is a good one. She's 100% a side character. However, she she is well-known enough to where she would be considered yeah. top build. So. Right. Pretty much any time you're thinking of a significant other, they're probably not going to be allowed on this list. Yeah, like I was going to say Wasp. Okay, that's she fair. Has, that, she's my second one, I was going to yeah, say. Well, well, although her name is on a movie title, so that one... That one yeah. feels a little more obvious. Yeah. Not not to totally squash you here on our podcast live, but you know. Hey, you know what? It's okay. But yeah, so again, there's a lot of them that, that actually made the uh, the list kind of hard. I think of one Okoye. Like Okoye is not the focus of Black Panther, but she's top build. Like she is yeah. not she does not qualify for this particular list. Yeah, her you know? run on The Walking Dead made her a very, very uh, <laughs> high asset to obtain. So Yes. So we have a few uh, – it's going to be fun, I think, is the point we're trying to make. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do our top five. We are going to start by each of us sharing number five on our list, and we'll kind of talk about each character a little bit, and then we'll just make our way down all the way to number one, okay? So yeah. the rules and the guidelines are set. We're ready to rock, and we are ready to roll. Uh, Justin, we're going to start with you, man. Let's hear who your number five is supporting role character in the MCU is. All right, so my number five made his appearance in Captain America, the first Avenger, and I'm talking about Dr. Abraham Erskine. Whoa. Played played by uh, Stanley Tucci. Tucci, I guess. Tucci, yes. Yes, Stanley Tucci. And uh, so anyway, I'm... He had a minor role in the movie. Yeah, didn't last long. Didn't last long, but he... I feel like he had a tremendous impact on the development and the character of Steve Rogers. So, yes. uh, obviously, he recruits him as a, a skinny, wimpy kid, okay? And he is just trying to find out who he really is, his, his true character. And he's just, yes. he's, he's throwing things at him, and he's trying to pull at him and see if there is any flaws to his character, because he's about to uh, embody him with the super soldier serum. Yeah, it, it actually kind of reminds me a lot of... Uh, and interestingly enough, the reverse of what happens in Men in Black, in the sense that Tommy Lee Jones is the one that's pushing for Will Smith and seeing all these intangibles that other people aren't seeing in him in Men in Black, whereas Tommy Lee Jones in Captain De- Captain America is <laughs> looking for the big, the yeah, big strong, muscly guy and yeah. not really seeing the intangibles that this kid has uh, to bring to the table, all these things. He, he's just – he's not really seeing the full picture of what is what uh, Erskine is trying to Erskine, create here. Erskine, you better Erskine. get it right. <laughs> but you're right. Erskine really does see uh, the, ne- the, the, deeper, the deeper layers of his character. Yeah, and yeah. I think the scene that like identifies that or really like sticks out the most is when he and Tommy Lee Jones are going back and forth on it, it's not Rogers, it's Hodge, and no, yes. it's Rogers, and then he throws the grenade out there, and uh, everybody else just runs away, and Captain America just dives on it, and right yeah. then and there, like willing that, to give himself up. Yes. Yeah, and I love how you said Captain America when he was at the time just a little boy. Yep. <laughs> yes, a wee little yep. lad, wee little lad. <laughs> well, I think one of the really important things in that scene is when Tommy Lee Jones is talking about. 
his defense of Hodge, two out of the three traits he brings up don't mean anything if you're giving this person the soldier serum. If you're like, oh, he's strong and he's fast and he follows orders. Yeah, follows orders is, is important for sure, but strong and fast are irrelevant because you're going to make him strong and fast. You know, it's yeah. like... But he probably... Yeah, it, it doesn't really, really mean anything. Yeah. He did, Erskine yeah. knows that, but... Erskine also has like bleeding edge tech here that you know yes. that no one no one else really knows about. But yeah, that is kind of funny. What we know, it's like why why does that matter? Yeah, why question it? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah, so I, he was a real pivotal character for sure. So absolutely. Well, Anthony, how about you tell us who is number five on your list? All right. Uh, before I actually say who it is, I, I just want to kind of bring up why I think it's so important that, that we have this list. Um, I just feel like. Uh, the supporting characters are so integral to the um, building of the universe. Um, like, y- you know, you love the main heroes, Iron Man, you know, Captain America, Thor. But the people that fill the universe and make it feel real and really help um, get you that extra boost in your universe um, and build the lore of the universe are these supporting characters. So I think that's why they're so important, and I I love I love the idea of this so much. So saying that, uh, coming in at number five for me is Maria Hill, uh, played mm. by Kobe Smolders um, through a couple of different uh, movies. First of the, for the first time was in Avengers, uh, the first Avengers movie. Um, but I, I just feel like she is a great. Um, right-hand man to Nick Fury, or right-hand woman to uh, Nick Fury, and just is a great character, and she just, you know, um, she she's just always there, and she's always helping them get to wherever they need to be. She is that behind-the-scenes kind of person that is getting stuff set up so that the Avengers can do what they need to do. Yeah, she's um, kind of like laying the groundwork behind yes. the scenes, but you never even see it, but yet she's executing it, yeah. and they're... Ex- they're executing it for yeah. what she has laid out. Yeah. So she, she, she's sort of like a stagehand in a play. It's like they set up all this stuff for the actors to succeed, but you don't necessarily always see that stagehand as you know the big. They don't always get the recognition they deserve. Yeah, and you get the sense like even I'm thinking in Captain America: The Winter Soldier, like when when uh, Nick Fury realized that there was some some deep issues going on yeah. with Shield, like. He might not have known exactly that it was Hydra, but he knew something was up. First person he called, Maria Hill. Maria Hill. That's yeah. right. She, she so. is. She yeah, She is very much so his his right hand person. And then she has this one scene where she has the helmet on, and then she takes it off, and she's like, "Oh, yeah. it squishes my brain." And it's just like yeah, a, I that. just a hilarious <laughs> little uh, little scene after she helps save Captain America and uh, Black or not. Captain America, Black Widow, and Falcon, I believe. The Falcon, yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we'll move on here. Number five for me is uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy, both one and two. I'm talking about Yondu. Yes, Yondu. So played by Michael Rooker, um, who my wife actually did meet on an airplane once before. Yeah, so my wife's a flight attendant, and she met him on an airplane. He was obviously flying first class. And uh, he, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she, uh, I can't remember every, the whole interactions, but he was really funny, really, really nice. Um, sometimes you get some, uh, you know, celebrities who are kind of jerks on airplanes, but nonetheless, Yondu. All right. So here's what I love. First of all, he's hilarious. Yes. His voice is amazing. Uh, the way he plays the, his character is awesome. I love the uh, the arrow man, like the, the oh, whistling arrow. Man. His weapon. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And Phenomenal the, and, and just the way he kind of uh, talks and speaks to other people and degrades other people and, you know, <laughs> offends them. And uh, I just love his character altogether. And, of course, you know, he had actually one of maybe uh, the most traumatic deaths in all of all of MCU. Maybe we should talk about that sometime yeah. on another pod. But uh, just a very beloved character. Uh, across the board from a lot of Marvel fans, and he's number five on my list. Yeah, so. that's a good, awesome. good choice, yeah. man. Good choice. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, well, let's move on to number four, because otherwise we're going to be here all night. So, Anthony, I'm going to prompt you. Let's go ahead and hear who your number four is. All right, so my number four is Frigga from uh, from Thor, uh, the the three four Thor films played by Rene Russo. She is, of course, Thor's mother, um, as well as Loki's mother. And I really loved her because she was just – she was this great mother who um, – 
you, you see her develop as she's going through as she goes through the movies where in the first mon- movie she's kind of just this she, she's a very good strong mother who kind of you know the father is very busy but she is always there for her children um and then in the second movie you start seeing it develop a little bit more and she becomes this you see her in uh, uh, in a fight scene just like she you see oh she isn't just you know the she isn't just the queen that sits beh- beside the king she can handle herself as well as she knocks off multiple elves as they're coming at, after her and she drops the wisdom all the time too yes, that's yeah. that and impressive she, and she's a strong right. yeah. she's a strong source of wisdom for for, sure. for her children and especially the way that and one of the things that really sold it for me was a scene that she actually wasn't even in uh was when the reaction that loki has after she she dies yeah and it just really shows like how even after he's figured out all this stuff that 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 is how much of an imprint that even though he knows that that's not his real mother that's his real mother like in the relationship they have with her and the wisdom that she has given them and the fantastic obviously the fantastic mothering that she has given to them just sticks out to both of her children and it just shows that like even though odin at least very much to loki he had a he had a very strict order of it was obviously thor first and then then loki you could tell that with with uh when when it came to frigga that it was they are her sons she she does not differentiate yeah, very good, man. I like that a lot. How about you, Justin? Number four on your list? Yeah, mine actually comes from a Thor movie as well. Okay. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Okay. And I am going to go with Korg. Played ah, by Korg. Taika Waititi. So yes. Korg's character, man, it he's definitely a comedy-driven character. Yes. He's hysterical. Absolutely I don't think hysterical. so. I think he's actually a pretty serious character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I no, yeah, yeah, For sure. <laughs> um, but I, he, I think he brings a lot to the table. Uh, I really think he helps kind of develop Thor into the Thor we love today. Because I know when Thor comes on the scene in Thor 1, he's kind of a little dry. Kind of, kind of doesn't yes. know his place, really. And then in Thor 2, he's kind of like on that line. Kind of the like, same. Yeah, yeah. kind of the same. <laughs> but then, but then uh, in, in, in 3... Thor comes into his own, and I think it's because of the relationship he builds with these side characters, and yes. Korg being one of them. Uh, but uh, Korg has so many great one-liners, and oh my it, gosh, oh man, oh, so yeah. good, so good. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So Korg's, Korg's awesome. Man. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed Korg. Every, and even what we got him in Endgame was phenomenal. So. Yes. Yes, it was so good to see, <laughs> so good to see Korg and Meek in uh, <laughs> in Endgame. Yeah. So. Uh, that's a good choice. I got some thoughts on on Korg, but I'll have to save them for later. So I'm going to move on here. Uh, my number four character, uh, supporting role character in the MCU, is M'Baku from Black Panther, played by Winston Duke. Oh yes, yes. yes. Oh man, good. So, very good. Yeah, and and this is a this is a good example of you know watching the trailer of Black Panther and getting ready for the movie. Now I, I do remember. Black Panther came out two days before I got married, so I, I guess I was a little distracted at the time. But we did Maybe just a little bit. We did see it on that opening Thursday night. No big deal. You know, I'm not going to let it, some marriage get in the way of Marvel <laughs> movies. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my my wife, fiance at the time, was there with me though. So, anyways, um, I didn't rem- I didn't go into the film expecting like I knew there's a lot of people who knew Winston Duke was going to be in it and he was going to be in the Mbaku role, but I didn't. I wasn't aware of any of that. I wasn't aware of like I did not see his performance coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um yeah, so I I just remember being blown away with him the whole the whole film and really even the way that when they when he found T'Challa uh, and, and you know, not only did he keep him alive and save him, but man, how he kind of passed up on the opportunity to get that herb um yeah. whatever yeah. it's called uh that would have given him the powers to essentially the strength to become like the Black Panther. Yeah. And he passed it up. And it's like, it's just a good character, man. So M'Baku, wonderful character from Black Panther, number four on my list. Yeah, definitely showed his, like, moral code. He was a very, like, even though they were warring tribes at the time, um, you could definitely tell that he had this, uh, that he had a moral code that was very strong. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, let's move on to number three. Justin, who is number three on your list? 
All right, my number three is Ned, and he's played by Jacob Battalion, and he's from Spider-Man. Yes, he is, yes, uh, he is. Spider-Man's right-hand man. What is it yes. he said in uh, in Far From Home when he was talking to um, when he was talking to MJ, and he said that you're part of the uh, Spider-Man Friends Club or something. Remember oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he had like an acronym for it. <laughs> He's just such, such a goofball, yeah. man. Yes, I have one defining moment about Ned and his, his loyalty to to Peter Parker. Dude. Okay, yeah. and it comes in Endgame when they're riding on the bus in the opening scene. <laughs> and Peter's, Peter, Peter gets a, the Spidey sense, and he's looking out the window, and craziness has happened in New York, and he leans over to Ned, and he says, I need a distraction. And I kid you not, it's like a millisecond after yeah. he says that. He immediately goes, to, oh my goodness, we're, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. And <laughs> it's that instant, he's willing to jump without yes. question. Yes. Like, he, his character is so key to what Peter Parker is because yeah. Peter Parker is fighting for these loyalty the, the, yes. his neighborhood friends and he is that's how he becomes Spider-Man yeah. so I mean great character yeah. wonderful character yeah he, he also uh, very grounds Spider-Man because he beca- it, it helps you remember like they were on the same level before he became Spider-Man so it's showing you where he came from and like so showing that because you know once you're Spider-Man you automatically become cool but it's showing you that this is who Peter Parker really is. It's great, man. And I think I love Ned. Be- like, but his performance, really, all of his performances yeah. were rock solid, man. But yeah, I love him in Far From Home. Like when he is, when he's the uh, you know talking about being bachelors in Europe, and then like uh. b- before he gets off the plane, he's in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's just. Oh man, he's he's a phenomenal character. Really funny. Um, yeah, the humor so. aspect too. He brings a lot of, a lot oh, of man. good laughs. Yeah, a lot of good laughs. So that's good. Okay, Anthony, number three for you on your list. Uh, number three for me, Sif from also from oh, the Thor universe, Lady Sif. Uh, yes, played by Jamie Alexander. Um, I, I I loved her character. Um, she was she was just this strong um, female fighter who is you know fighting in this world to gain respect from the people that she fought with you know especially in asgard with all these you Warriors know three. big manly people she was you know showing that she could fight just as strong just as hard alongside these people and you know um i don't know for me also i just think she would have been such a much better pair than Jane Foster for me for Thor. I know that, you know, it doesn't fit as well into the lore, but I don't know. I felt like she just would have been a better fit for for Thor in the first place. I feel like they definitely had way more chemistry in the movie than uh, what Natalie Portman did with Chris Hemsworth. But, I mean... Apparently Thor's family thought that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they did. Uh, Yeah, and I love love how she, like, mysteriously has just disappeared, Well, it's a shame she got locked into the blind spot contract for NBC and was unable to come It'll be interesting to see how things turn out with, you know, blind spot, I believe, ending. Uh, It's in its final season right now. Yes. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see if they maybe try to work her back into the... Will she be in Thor Love and Thunder? Let's Ooh. bring it on. Let's go. Yeah, I don't know. maybe we'll see. That'd be fun. She also did make an appearance in Agents of Shield too. Yeah, she did. She's, she's one. one of the few mm-hmm. to actually yep. show up in Agents of Shield from the yeah. MCU, which is really freaking cool. Yeah, and obviously we love that because yes. we love Agents of Shield. So yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, also, I, I love how um, this is just a small thing about Lady Sif, but thinking back to Ragnarok, which again. Might be my favorite MCU film, but we'll come back to that another time. When they're doing like the play at, towards the beginning of the film, yes, and uh, Thor says, "Lady Sif, get help!" And the the character that's playing um, Lady Sif on, in the play, she just says, "Help!" and she like runs off the stage, and then she's gone. And I thought that, that was just a a perfect representation yeah. of how she literally yeah, did literally disappear. Left the, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't even think about that until now, but that's yeah, that's great. It's gold. It's just more MCU gold there. So speaking of MCU yes. gold, this is. Hands down, maybe, oh, man, it's tough, actually, between this one and number one on my list, but one of the funniest supporting role characters, absolutely, and I know I'll I'll be disappointed if one of you don't have this person on your list as well, comes from the Ant-Man films. I'm talking about Michael Pena's uh, performance of Luis. Mm, Great performance. Great performance. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. a phenomenal performance by him. Yes. Gosh, man, in both movies, in both movies. I mean, like in the first one, you know, 
just I mean, and actually it's funny too because in this pandemic he's he's actually become even more popular because of the meme of him in the van when he picks up Scott from the yeah. from the prison. He's talking about all the bad things that have happened to him in the last few years. Yeah. And that's what's you know, they made the pandemic one where it talked about all the things that have happened in the world. Yeah. But he in such a short amount of time, yes. So so just a lot of times these I think Anthony, you might have said this off air, but um, a lot of this, the uh, supporting role characters, so much of it comes down to humor a lot of times. Yes. And again, he might be, he might be the, one of the funniest ones. Um, the way he does his storytelling, too, which he's yes. done in both, both films, is incredible. Um, I'm fine if that keeps happening. If they, every time oh, he's in man. a movie, I feel like yes. he just needs to do that. Oh, yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm okay with that. Repeat. Just yeah, I mean like, and the everything about the the truth serum in the second one, yeah, the second Ant Man, and uh, I just I just love his character. You guys got any thoughts on yep. on Pena? Um, I I don't want to you know let out too much because I may or may not have him later on my list, but I, I think he is. Go ahead. Uh, go anyway, ahead. um, anyway, he is um he is just a great um he's a great use of character and. Uh, I, I would love to see him in a outside of the Ant Man universe and just see the way that people react to the way he tells this story. Uh, so like yeah, another cool another Marvel be, movie. Like, how cool uh, would it be to see some of these awesome like Ned and Luis like interact for a little bit, right? Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Like, wouldn't yeah. those kind of things be amazing? Yeah. Or like you know something happen and all the Avengers are together and you know like Ant Man and uh, and Luis come into the room and. They're like, oh, well, where have you been? And Louise is telling this story to them of what, like, what they had been doing this <laughs> yeah. entire time, and they're just like, just blown away just by like the craziness of the way he's telling this story. Yeah, for sure. He's a loyal character too. He's also he's he's got Scott's back no matter what. I love it, man. I, I do, man. And you know, like it, the, the the two Ant Man films. When you go and look at like um, rankings for MCU movies. Like they don't get a lot of love, and a lot of that is because there's so many other really good movies. But yeah, honestly, actually, now I think about it, all of the supporting supporting characters in the two in the two Ant Man films are actually pretty good. Which I agree with that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I might I might as well just kind of slip into my next one because number two on my list also comes from uh, everyone's gone with their number threes, right? Yes. Just, okay. Correct. Yes. So number two on my list also comes from the Ant Man films, and it's actually Cassie. Mm, okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. So a little different here, a little different here, but Cassie Lang, who, um, you know, when, the the smaller one, when she, she's <laughs> played by Abby Ryder Fortson, um, I actually, I just love this character. She's funny. Yep. Um, she, she gets really, she gets like way more bold and confident in the second Ant-Man as well. Um, but I love, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite things is when she's having her birthday party. And um, Scott Lang shows up, and he's. She says, "I'm going to go tell mommy." And then she goes and tells him, or tells mom. And then she comes back. She, she's so excited. She choked on her water, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Scott gives her this uh, just ugly toy, and it's like a it's like a squeeze toy. When you squeeze it, it says, "You're my bestest friend." But it's like this evil. It's like this ugly looking yes. like rabbit yeah and like she but it's so cute because she loves she loves that toy you know she loves her dad and just uh yeah just the, the the relationship that they have is really special and you know to make it a little deeper the fact that that is like the main connection in endgame when he's like scott comes back out of the quantum realm he needs to find her and yeah thank god she was still alive yeah oh yeah oh my gosh for sure for sure <laughs> so yeah that's, that's that's a good choice. I like that number one. That's two good, on my that's list. A good that's one. Right. I like Cassie. It. So, all right. Well, uh, how about you? How about you? Go ahead, Justin. Your number two. All right. So my number two. Uh, he, I don't know. He kind of came out of nowhere. To be honest with you. Oh, and okay. it, I'm talking about Philip J. Coulson from ah, uh, played yes. by Clark Gregg. Yes. Played by Clark Gregg. So in Iron Man, the start of it all, 2008. He gets a little. Uh, he he's there throughout the whole entire thing, but he's yep. trying to get he's trying to get a, a talk with Tony Stark. He's trying to talk to him. Yeah, like the whole yeah. movie, the right? whole entire movie. And then at the end, finally, he go ahead and he's able to drop some. Hey, I'm from the Shield Division or whatever, right? And from that moment on, we love the character, mm-hmm. and yep. he does a lot for the Avengers. He is the driving force for the Avengers. He quote unquote dies in the Avengers, and he is the <laughs> the, the, glue, the glue that brings oh, them back together. I mean, he definitely died. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah. yeah, so he really does a lot to develop the entirety of the team of the Avengers, yeah. and he just he's so much of a driving force. You know, man. I saw something really cool that uh, Coulson actually has more screen time in all MCU productions than any other character. Well deserved. Which makes sense well because deserved, of Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. right? But he was very involved in Phase 1, as yes. we know, like you Huge. just mentioned. And, of course, he also came back around in Captain Marvel. Yes. yes. Yeah, he did, he did. That was great to see. Um, yeah, and it was, like, really cool. Like, you, you, that, the, the one moment where you knew that something was starting to build with him when he in Iron Man t- 2 when he's having the interaction with him and he's like, I'll tase you. And, like, basically standing up to this spoiled rich boy and, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, this isn't just a bland agent. They're, he actually has a little bit of personality to him and that's where you're kind of like oh there might be something to this character yeah and every time he went back and forth with tony stark man it was yeah it was gold pure gold yeah. uh his name is agent yeah <laughs> yeah first name is agent yes <laughs> but that was i mean his death was what rallied the avengers to come together and you know yes. some people some people argue he himself is an avenger mm. <laughs> so yeah, can he be on this list avenged. justin if he's an avenger huh I say yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we say yes for the sake of this conversation. But yeah. good good shout there with Colson. So number two for you, Anthony. Let's hear it. Um, number two for me is Yondu. Oh, oh okay. Yes. Okay, so a little right. overlap here. Yes, yeah, a little bit of overlap. Um, I kind of stayed out of that conversation a little bit earlier, so I could bring up some of that stuff. Um, and I just love the transformation of his character. He had a uh, just a great character arc. He goes from this kind of menacing you know character like you were saying with the arrow and like it was such a scary like beyond <laughs> yeah like, scary weapon when you really thought about it as he was going on and true. then you know you find out in the second movie more about you know him as a person and basically you finding out that you know he has a heart he has a soul and that you know him becoming this father figure to star lord's character and it was just a very um, you know, touching, you know, moment as he's flying away and just what's the, what's the line he says to Starler? He's like, he, he says, may be your father, but he ain't your daddy. He wasn't yeah. your daddy. Yeah, that's what he yes. says. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and it was such a like I don't know. It's such a Michael Rooker line to me. Like it's like so you know, kind of a very janky kind of phrase, but it just you know it got to the point. In a very, you know, colloquial way, especially if you've ever watched him in like The oh, Walking Dead. Man. There's like a very Walking Dead type of line for him to have. He yeah. says, he says, you look like Mary Poppins. Is he cool? Hell yeah, he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest memes ever. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Just exploded. Yeah. Yondu obviously was on my list earlier, too. Totally feel that, man. Great character. Um, and it's just so cool. How uh, I always forget his little wingman's name um, in in Guardian, the two Guardians films. But yeah. seeing his reaction when the Ravagers came back for his funeral and yeah, and did the, the fireworks, it just shows how much that how much Yondu yeah. meant, you yeah. know. Okay, before I start crying here, uh, let's talk about some honorable mentions before we get into our number one. Uh, number one on our list. Okay, so do you guys have any honorable mentions you guys would like to <clears throat> mention? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I have actually three that I would okay. like to mention. Let's hear it. Uh, one is um would be Ho Yinsen from the first Iron Man movie. I felt like very much as you were talking about um. Uh, about the doctor in Captain America, I felt like he was very much that same type of character for for um. Iron for Man. Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And it just like kind of set the entire franchise up um throughout the way and really just pushed him um to um become this uh great character. Um the second one that I was thinking of was and this one might be a little bit of cheating is Stanley. Like, oh, come wow. on. Mm. Look at this guy. Wow. And just pulling all his characters together, and it's just something that everyone looked forward to in every movie that you were going into. Um, just like knowing that you know this was you know everybody was waiting for that moment. And the third one may have been even more like that: J. Jonah Jameson oh. as he's pulled into the MC yes, universe. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Off of like a minute worth of screen time, he. You know, he he he's an honorable mention. Yeah, for he, solidi- he solidifies himself in the yeah. MCU. Yeah, yes. that, that's great. Man. That's good. That's a good shout. That's a good shout. Okay, Justin, any uh, honorable mentions for you? 
Uh, well, Shimato said one of them, uh, Yinsen, the doctor yes. uh, for Tony Stark. I, he, I think he had a big driving force uh, to help Tony Stark realize what's going on and kind of like who he was type of deal. Yeah. But uh, no, I'd, yeah. really, I'd really, I'd really say that's probably one of my only honorable mentions. So okay. What do you got to your I, role? I got, I got just, uh, just a few. Uh, one of them is actually Howard Stark. I love I love Howard Stark both, and I should and I didn't see, uh, get the actors' names for uh, the younger Howard Stark, but also the older one. Is it Dominic Cooper? Yeah, it's Dominic Cooper, and then it's John Slattery for yeah. the older one. Yeah, I I, th- I love Howard Stark, and you know he's actually made quite a few appearances in all of the uh, all of the different films, and yep. he was if, I'm, if my memory serves correctly, he was pretty involved. And in, was he involved in Peggy Carter and excuse me, a- Agent Carter as well? The, yeah, Dominic Cooper yeah, was. Yeah, so, he was in season one, the entirety of yeah, season one. Yeah, yeah. so big role. Um, and then also, uh, again, I come back to humor a lot. The Grandmaster yes. from Ragnarok. <laughs> Dude, uh, just a great, great character. Again, I love that movie so much. Ooh, I have yes. one more I, f- I okay, forgot about. let's hear it. E-Tree. <laughs> made the the battle axe for uh, Thor. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, Peter, played by Peter Dinklage. Oh my yes. gosh, oh. that's a good shout, yeah, man. That's I had a to good get that shout. in. I just had to get that in. That was good, man. That's that's a really good shout. <laughs> I, what I, is, I what does he say? Uh, if you if you hold if you hold that, you'll you'll die or it'll kill you. Yeah. He says only if I die. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, was, that's yes. what killing you that, means. That's what dying means. Yeah, imagine that pitch that Marvel did to Peter Dinklage. They're like, you're going to be playing a dwarf. And he's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah typical, okay. But yeah. you're going to be 40 feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, I mentioned the Grandmaster as one of my honorable mentions, and I mentioned Ragnarok again. And in light of that, I figured I'd go with number one. And because he's already been mentioned, um, you actually had him on your list earlier, Justin. This is hands down my favorite supporting role character, just purely off of uh, humor. But I love Korg, man. I, yes. I, I feel like I, I might have all of his lines memorized. Like <laughs> I've seen Ragnarok so many times, and just his interactions, like even when he first meets uh, Thor in the in the little circle prison. And he tries to make that. Um, he tries to ease it in with the the rock paper scissors joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just his humor, man. Just the 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 Kiwi humor. So the delivery, man. Yeah. So Taika yes. Waititi is from New Zealand. I've been to New Zealand twice before. Um, not that I'm some sort of expert on New Zealand culture, but just like the type of dry humor that he has, it just it just feels very Kiwi and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just the his entire performance in uh, Ragnarok, and then the little bit we get of him in Endgame as well was also good. Yes. Uh, feel free, feel free to connect to the Wi-Fi. Oh yeah, <laughs> no password, of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Thor, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, uh, yeah, I love Korg so so much, and the interaction when he's uh, when Thor is talking to him about his hammer. You know, he's like, mm. oh, my God, the hammer pulled you off. <laughs> um, Great, man. That's awesome. Yeah, so love love Korg a lot. Um, and uh, just one little mention, you know, every almost every time you see Korg, you see Meek. You know, they're a little inseparable. Yes. Next time you watch Endgame, when, when he talks about Noob Slayer 69, if, you, if you'll watch Meek, he actually, they're eating pizza. He throws his pizza... His piece of pizza at the TV, <laughs> and it's just a tiny little hilarious thing that they do to add. But anyway, I just had to say that. So, Anthony, why don't you go ahead and hit us with your number one? Yes, my number one is someone who has also been already said on this list, okay. Louise. Oh yeah, that's uh, right, yes, Michael Pena's character, and he's just—he's such a useful character on top of being hilarious. His the, the use of his exposition is a great way of storytelling that was just to get these stories to move along right. but was also incredibly hilarious and well done you didn't even know that you were having the story sped up to you because it was just so well done and funny yeah so yeah it was just like it was a great way to you know just build this thing and he was the way he talks he's so fast and you know the ridiculousness ridiculousness of the words he's using and how everyone like just everyone wants him to do a recap of the Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, which oh would be gosh. hilarious. Like, just like a 16 minute recap. Yeah. He should have done during this pandemic, but yes. I, guess, I guess not. What are they, what is yeah. Disney doing? I don't know. They're yeah, sitting he, on their ears and, he re- he really should have done been the <laughs> oh, recap. Man. Uh, he, they really should have done a video of a recap between 
the like the end of the um, Infinity Saga and the new one, like right. That's just fair. to show you yeah. like everything that had happened right before this had, or like for all the people who were getting into Marvel for Endgame, like what if they would have done one just before Endgame? Yeah. of him too like that, that would have been, been that would have been, been really awesome um i would love to see like a special feature set up to where he literally does a breakdown of every single marvel movie that's like associated with it <laughs> you mean so you, like, you kind of want to see a marvel one shot is that what it oh yeah. oh yeah what about that oh never mind <laughs> <laughs> that'd be good you know what's funny when he's doing those the storytelling that's how they chose to first mention spider-man yeah indirectly Yes. That's kind of a big deal, you know? Like they yeah, allowed him to do that. Deal. They allowed him to do that. That's true. Yeah, that's good, the biggest Marvel entity, right? Yeah, that's a really good point actually. So yes. like that's a big deal. Um yeah, again, he was on my list earlier. I love Louise, so I'm yes. I'm totally with you, man. I mean, it makes me actually want to go watch uh Ant Man and Ant Man uh, and the Wasp again. So Good shout, good shout. All right, well, Justin, how about you bring us home, man, with your number one on number one on your list? All right, so uh, my number one has not been mentioned yet. Ooh, okay, okay. And, uh, so this is yeah different here. Um, okay, here so I believe that my supporting character here is is very key in the start of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the end of where we are at Endgame because of okay. how Endgame plays out. Okay, so obviously, if you listening to this, hopefully you've seen Endgame, but I'm going to go ahead and say. Tony Tony Stark dies at the end. What? Yeah. So <laughs> okay. anyway, whoa, whoa, so whoa, whoa, whoa. good to know. Good so to know. Tony Stark from the beginning to Tony Stark's end. Who, there's somebody there that's always supporting him, and I'm going with Happy yes. Hogan, played by John oh, Favreau. Yes. Oh man. Yes. yes. So great choice. Yeah. So who literally sparked a lot of like John Favreau actually? Yeah. John Favreau directed Iron Man. Yeah. And, yeah. And he, he did. He, he launched it. He launched the universe, and uh, he was starred himself as Happy Hogan, and. Okay, so let's just talk about his. He is such a, a, a crutch to lean on for Tony Stark in his yeah. time of need. Like he just went through this traumatic experience, and he's there to to help uh, support him, pick him up. And he he where where you want to go, boss? Give me to get some cheeseburgers. Yeah. And so they go and he gets some cheeseburgers. Yeah. And um, that's it, it's a subtle line, the, the cheeseburger line, but it yeah. means it means so much more. No, and knowing and yeah. knowing what we know in Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. As you as you previously stated with Ned, th- that's what happy is for um, happy is for Iron Man, and like you just see throughout the entire universe, and especially a lot of times in, in Iron Man three, like his side adventures were really what was really interesting with him trying to figure out everything that was going on, and you could really tell that he was really trying head of to security. Do, yes, his head <laughs> of security badge. Um, badge. Yeah, the, it was a badge, badge. scene where he's like pointing. Badge. Yeah, badge. Badge, <laughs> but yeah, um, that was probably and, the only good thing about that movie. Just saying, that's anyway. true. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, yes, the, you you are correct there. And then he also transformed into being this huge uh, character and go between between uh, Iron Man and Spider Man. Yes, that's right. I really that's enjoyed right. his interactions with Peter Parker. Yes, uh, I mean, he was definitely a, a good bridge the gap character for I that. Think Aunt yes. May enjoyed him as well, uh, uh, multiple multiple <laughs> times. I'm sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, that's uh, a good shout, man. Yeah, so I really feel one. like happy. He he brings it full circle. To be honest with you, he really does. Actually, it's, that that touching scene in Endgame. Yeah, yeah. Yes. When he says, "What do you want to eat?" She just says, "Cheese bur- cheeseburgers." Yeah, uh, and he's like, "I'll get you. I'll get yeah. you many cheeseburgers as you want." I know oh, that look. Just, that look he gave, just the acting. Yeah. I mean, He's phenomenal. That man. conversation Oof. there, they were just sitting yeah, there. Yeah, it was great. That, that scene gets me every single time. I know, man. man. Yeah. It's so good. And that's so. that that plays the the how important Happy has been throughout this entire yeah. Yeah. Infinity Saga. And, so and how I think he'll be important all the more. I mean, we see that in the in the Spider Man universe here. So yeah, uh, we yeah. need more Happy. I, I I just think so. More Happy will keep us happy, and us staying happy will get us to spend more money. So, uh, well, awesome guys. Great list. I think we crushed it. Um, you know, if you guys think, if you're listening and you think, Hey, there's someone you didn't mention, you got it. You messed up here. Let us know, you know, follow us on Twitter at Royal geek pod. Send us an email at Royal at the, uh, our email address is Royal geek podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Um, we might have missed someone really awesome. And if so, we apologize. But before we get out of here, do you guys have any uh, recommendations for anything? For any of our listeners, uh, anything to check out or to uh, watch on Netflix or something like that? 
Uh, yeah. Go ahead. You got oh, it. Well, um, speaking of, we, we talked about Taika Waititi a little bit earlier in this episode. Um, well, one of his first uh, things that he did was something called What We Do in the Shadows, which is a very farcical and funny take on vampires in the modern world. Um, and there's a series, he, he did a movie, but he they also created a series afterwards uh, called What We Do in the Shadows as well. That is, it is, it's hilarious. It's hysterical. Uh, it has some, it has a great cast and, you know, like it has Matthew Barry, who if you've ever seen the IT crowd, he's one of the main characters in the IT crowd and he's hilarious in it. Um, and it's just, it's a really good take and it's a funny take on uh, like the vampires in the modern world in a funny way. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was bored scrolling on Netflix and looking for something to do. All my shows had wrapped up, and I clicked on Warrior Nun. Okay, uh, so yes, <laughs> it's a very, very. It, it kind of drew, drew me in. That sounds like something you'd watch. Yeah, and so anyway, the the trailer hooked me a little bit. It had a little bit of uh, action, sci-fi, uh, fighting, combat, weird stuff going on in it, and uh, it's based on a graphic novel. Uh, yeah. I, I, tend to be drawn to these things huh go figure right yeah uh, but anyway it's a, a, a secret organization of nuns who are warriors and the the one head the <laughs> the one head nun has uh the the, uh, the halo quote unquote and which gives them powers and they have to stop the demons from rising from hell yeah i mean just the name in itself the the like <laughs> the oh my gosh that's amazing the yeah. way that you like kind of counters itself you're like warrior and nun just like two diametrically opposed terms in most normal Normal settings, yeah, but uh, that's good. It definitely, definitely entertaining for so far. I haven't finished it yet, but we're getting there. Well, good word, man. Good word. Um, I probably won't be watching that, but I'm glad that you mentioned it. If I get the chance to, uh, there's just a lot of things I got to catch up on before I can watch Warrior Nun. But <laughs> nonetheless, good shout. Also, good shouts on um, on our top five uh, MCU supporting character uh, discussion. Uh, so yeah, again, thank you guys for listening and, uh, for you too. Thank you for having this conversation with me. We're going to get out of here cause it's late and it is time to go to bed. So for my friends, Justin and Anthony, this is T-Roll saying thank you once again for listening to the Royal Geek podcast. We will see you next time. You peasants. Peasants.